0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Oh, pay dirt! pay dirt!
2: Pay dirt! Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pay Dirt, a Penn State football show. Alongside former Penn State and NFL quarterback Matt McGloin, I'm Tom Hannafin. This show is sponsored by Funk Brewing. It's the official craft beer partner of Pater. We're big fans of Funk Citrus IPA and Silent Disco IPA, but this month also check out the Funk Pumpkin Ale. Yes, it's fall in summer. And also keep an eye out for the Lucent Realms Nordic IPA. It only comes out once a year and it's available as of this week. You can find a variety of Funk Brewing beers at your favorite beer distributor and grocery store. Visit FunkBrewing.com to learn where and how you can get their fantastic products. Must be $21 years or older to purchase please drink responsibly also Dirt is brought to you by our partners at bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball the nfl NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Paydirt is presented by Bet Online, where the game starts. And of course, we invite you to head to shop.believe.com. That's shop.b-l-e-a-v.com, and search Paydirt for our two t-shirts. One has the official show logo over the heart. It comes in white, navy blue, and black. And the other is in navy blue with the official Paydirt word mark over the heart and on the back, reminiscent of the 2012 penn state football team it's got matt mcgloin's name and number as we get ready to honor the 10 year anniversary of that team this coming season again head to shop.believe.com that's shop.b-l-e-a-v.com and search Pater. Thank you for tuning in on ESPN Radio State College, as well as checking out the podcast version of this show, presented by the Believe Network, which is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And, of course, hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you think of this show, at ESPN Radio 1037, at QB 11 and at Tom Hannafin. Matt, our summer of huge guests continues i'm very excited anytime we can get a quarterback in here to have a little quarterback to quarterback conversation yourself and our guest is former penn state quarterback tommy stevens the phrase that comes to mind and i mean this in the best way because i think so much of tommy stevens ability and especially what he's doing now in the cfl he's got a great opportunity the thought that comes to mind with tommy stevens joe moorhead will levis Mm -hmm. what could have been when you mm-hmm. reflect on Steven's opportunity at Penn State, what comes to mind?
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to to talking to Tommy today and I, I've been really, you know, looking forward to this week's episode here. There's just, you know, there, there's so many questions I want to ask him about, you know, his career um at Penn State, but but as you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, it, Penn State, I think, you know, and it's not just Penn State. And this is a question that I want to ask him, but I feel like sometimes Tom these college programs they see somebody as a big strong athlete and they feel like they have to use him in that way and that's something that i think at times they did with tommy stevens and at times they did with will levis right short yardage goal line you know uh, packages you know um, you know third and short let's just put him in there and run it a little bit here where a guy like tommy stevens or a guy like will levis are very capable of throwing the football and pushing the football down the field with accuracy as we saw it well, we see it now with Will Levis at Kentucky. We saw it with Tommy Stevens when he transferred to Mississippi State and reunited with Joe Moorhead. So, you know, I want to ask Tommy about, you know, first off, what did he think about his career at Penn State? Was he happy with the role that he had? Was transferring something that ever crossed his mind before, you know, he finishes four years at Penn State? You know, what, what was it like having the chance to play for? And what I think is one of the best offensive coordinators to, to ever coach at Penn State in Joe Moorhead, so th- this is going to be a fantastic conversation, um you know. And and obviously Tommy is still playing today, you know, uh, up in the CFL. He he ha- you know, had his chance in the NFL there, now in the CFL, and always has a chance to get back to the NFL. So so this is going to be a very fun conversation
2: today. We've got Tommy Stevens in a matter of moments here on ESPN Radio, State College here on Pater. A little plug for next week. I'm really excited about this interview because I think it's going to be one of the most explosive ones we've had ever in the history of this show. Um, Former Penn State defensive tackle Brandon Noble, who was a star during some of those electric teams during the 90s, especially that undefeated 1994 team and beyond. Brandon Noble, who enjoyed a great career in the National Football League and is now – living in his own world, which is fantastic. So Brandon Noble joins us next, next week here on Paydirt on ESPN Radio State College. I'm very excited about that. And camp's about to start August 1st, right, Matt? You, you, getting, you getting warm thinking about two-a-days? <laughs> you
1: know, you and miss look, it? It's been, look, it's been... I, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't miss... You know, it, let, me, let me be honest, actually. I, I miss the grind every sure. day. I miss the competition. I miss waking up motivated to go play football. You know, that was something that, you know, you always joked about in the NFL. It's like you look around and the sun would be shining and you're practicing and you'd say, we're getting paid to be here today. That, that was your job. Who's got it better than us. There's no better feeling than that. So that, that, that I do miss, um, you know, the part of, of pushing yourself to get better each and every day. I do miss the competition, but a lot of that other stuff I, I I certainly don't miss. I, I love talking about it now, right? I love You know, uh, I love what we do here on the podcast. Love talking about the game. Um, It's been fantastic catching up with all these former Penn State student-athletes
2: as well. Yeah, we've got a lot more great interviews coming this month as we talked about Brandon Noble next week. We are going to be doing episodes where we're breaking down uh, the games, whether it's on the podcast version or on ESPN Radio State College. So stay tuned for all that stuff, Um, breaking down especially what's going on during camp, some of the position battles, any headlines that come out of that. So we will be covering that. But today, let's not waste any more time. Here is former Penn State quarterback Tommy Stevens. Once a Penn State Nittany Lion, then a Mississippi State Bulldog, then a New Orleans Saint, then a Carolina Panther, and now a Calgary Stampeder. So, Tommy Stevens, what is it like living in Canada, living in Calgary, and playing in the Canadian Football League?
0: You know, obviously it's a it's a great opportunity. Um, I've been playing been playing football for as long as I can remember. Uh, I was born I was born on a Sunday. They they put a football in my crib when I was born. So, you know, I was I guess. I've always wanted to do this, you know, for as long as I can remember. So, um, you know, I'm obviously very thankful uh, for St. Peter's giving me this opportunity to come here play quarterback um, and, you know, to kind of keep my dream alive. Uh, you know, it's quite, like I said, quite the opportunity and yeah, I'm very thankful to be here.
2: We were talking this before we hit record here, but what are some of the differences between American football and Canadian football that have been a big adjustment for you? Because I think most Americans – uh, kind of thumb their nose at the concept of Canadian football, but it's a really fun game to watch.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think it's, you know, the more, the more I learn about the game, and obviously it's still fairly new to me. Um, but the more that I learn about it, there's a lot of concepts in the game that that I like. And I think that could be used in American football. There's, you know, the way that it's been explained to me, there's a lot of um, rugby concepts in uh, in the Canadian game. So but I would say the biggest differences in the game, you know, probably the most notable, is 12 guys being on the field. So add an extra guy. Uh, and then that, the other big one is there being three downs instead of four. So uh, those are the two big ones, I think. The field is bigger, uh, longer, and wider. Um, and then, you know, there's just obviously a, a lot of small rule changes. So, like I said, the two-minute warning. There's a three-minute warning. Uh, I think you, I don't even know how many timeouts you get. Honestly, so uh, like I said, you should
2: find that out at some point. That might be yeah, handy. Yeah, it definitely
0: should. So I, I'm still there's still things that I'm confused about, but obviously I've got guys that have been here a lot longer than me that, that can help out with those things. So, um, but yeah, man, it's 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 a really cool game, exciting game. Um, another rule is that the clock is always it's always running, uh, unless you're under like, that three minute mark right before the half or the end of the game. Um, yeah, those are those are the big ones that come to mind. So, uh, very very cool game. Um, another big one. You can take the ball after. So, like I say, we score. Uh, you can choose to re- just take the ball at like the forty-five, I believe, instead of uh, kickoff. So, um, I'm sure I'm missing a lot of other. Rule changes, but those are kind of like the ones that, that stick out to me at least.
2: Well, as you mentioned before we got started here, that you only just got to Canada in April. So, I mean, what's the adjustment been like? I know, uh, you know, the average American living abroad, quote unquote, they don't necessarily think about Canada, but it's an adjustment, I imagine. How's that gone?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, let's see, I, I, I actually drove here. I drove to Calgary so I could have, like, my truck and have all my things. I'm known as a, an overpacker, so um, – <laughs> you know, I wanted to have a lot of my stuff here. So I drove and it was 26 hours. So I did it in two days, drove up through uh state in Fargo, North Dakota, my first night then drove the rest of the way my second night. So, um, it was, it was a hike for sure. But, uh, you know, the biggest adjustment for me, um, is, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, humidity out here. So very, very dry. You get the mountains. Um, I mean, Calgary is a very beautiful city, very beautiful. Like I think, uh, yeah, i seen something recently that it was rated as, like, one of, like, the top places to live in the world. So, um, I mean, it's just – I was blown away by how, like, clean the city is um, and the people are very, very nice here. So, um, I've loved it. I've loved it here. It's been great. Uh, people have been very welcoming to me. And, and, you know, I'm just speaking on, you know, just random strangers. I mean, that's outside of the guys in the locker. The locker room has been great to me. they been very welcoming. Um, a lot of good football players. But that's another thing I didn't really hit on is – I think uh, one of the big things, I guess, that probably Americans think about the Canadian league is just you know some kind of like push-off league. I mean, I mean, there's uh, anybody that's played in the league, anybody that knows anything about the league, knows that there's some really, really good football players here. So, um, you know, it's 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 very competitive. It's a very good league, and uh, like I said, I'm just really excited to be here. It's 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 been great so far.
2: As most people can attest to that have played professional football, I know Matt, you know, played in the XFL and you see the USFL, the AAF. Like there's all these attempts at spring leagues and even the spring league at one point. But the next best level of competition in professional football outside of the NFL, it happens in the Canadian Football League every single year. So you're very fortunate to be there. Uh, obviously, we're having you on this show because you're a former Penn State quarterback and you're definitely somebody that. I think a lot of Penn State fans wonder, what if? So let's walk back down memory lane in terms of what was your recruitment like to Penn State?
0: Yeah, so it was i mean, quite a story. Everybody's got a story, but uh, the way my recruiting kind of panned out was a little, little strange. I never really thought that I was going to be at Penn State. Um, you know, when I, when I was – my recruiting started like late my junior year. I didn't really start playing quarterback until then. Played a little bit, but more primarily actually played defense, played safety. That was, like, the only, like, I guess position that I played uh, growing up consistently. You know, on offense, I kind of played a little bit of everything and kind of grew into playing quarterback. So, um, you know, my high school, we ran, um, like, triple option, like, Navy's offense. That was, like, our base. So, we ran the ball a lot. Like, my junior year, I think I ran the ball, like, 100 and, I don't know, however many times. You know what I mean? Like, you know, quarterbacks usually don't run the ball that many times and so um we didn't throw it a whole lot like I want to say I threw for maybe 1500 yards or something maybe by junior year or something like that so even in that offense like it's that's a lot so uh so like really my recruiting kind of started late it was actually really strange how it happened so <coughs> excuse me we had we had uh two division one offensive tackles that I played with uh, both of them like six seven, three fifteen 15 a piece you know Large arms, great-looking kids, right? So one of them ended up at Louisville. The other one ended up Miami or Ohio. So very good players. Uh, but everybody in the country was coming to see these two guys. And so, you know, it just so happened that they seen me as well. So it's like late in the year we were playing at home and a lot of people were there. And, I mean, it really happened just like this. You know, my my head coach walked up to me as we're putting, we're putting the ball on the tee. And he would always walk up to me and say something before the game. And, you know, so he walks up. The ball and tease like, hey, you're gonna start at safety. I'm like, uh, yeah, (laughs) like that's
2: the tallest safety ever. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yes,
0: I was, I was a little bit smaller in in high school as well. I grew, I grew two inches when I was at Penn State, but um, yeah. So he was like, hey, you're gonna start at safety. I was like, well, you know, I obviously didn't practice all week there. I, I don't, I have no idea what the game plan is. I've obviously been worried about offense. So he's like, simple deal. Like we're gonna play a two high shell. And one of my best friends played the other safety, so that, that helped as well. So he was like, hey, you're up, we're going to play too high shell. You know, they ran a similar offense to us. So he's like, they motion to you, come down, fill the alley, they motion away, you know, go to center field. So, and I didn't have any time to ask any questions. So I was like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> so, like, the first play of the game, they run triple option at me. So, you know, obviously they motion to me. I rotate down. I right, actually intercept the pitch. I ended up having a, an interception on defense. I finished like 10 tackles. So, I mean, I played very, very well on defense. So the next day, Iowa offered me to play safety. Wow! And so I was like, man, like, like I did not even know what that meant. I remember my dad was, was saying, hey, I think Iowa's going to offer you. And I was like, offer me what? <laughs> I, I had no idea what that even meant. Like, And so, you know, it was kind of crazy the way. And so I've, obviously after that, my recruitment started and, um, the contact that I had was Charles Huff. Charles Huff was, was the guy that, that I first started talking to. Now he was at Western Michigan and he offered me at Western Michigan. And so shortly after he offered me it was when he took the job at Penn State as the running backs coach. And so he, I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, here's, you know, that'd be a huge offer was the way that I was thinking, you know, kind of to get some more. That's kind of how it is, man. Like you, you know, you're a young kid, you want to stack offers. Right. And so um, from there, yeah. You know, he was like, yeah, I'm not really in that position to make that call. So he's like, I think you're gonna have to come to camp in order to get an offer. So, you know, Penn state being like nine hours from my house, you know, my, we're not, my family's not wealthy by any means. You know, it wasn't exactly something that we were going to go, uh, I guess, chase an offer that way. So I kind of just let it be. I was like, you know, I appreciate it. Like, you know, if we want to go separate ways, that's, that's kind of the way we're going to do it. Then shortly after that, uh, Brandon Winbush actually committed to Penn State so it's kind of like they got their guy it was off the radar so fast forward to my senior year I'm I'm, I'm committed to Indiana at this point I felt really good about Indiana I was committed it was, it was it was very close to home like 45 minutes away um I probably would have played very early I would have played a lot there um if I would have went but you know I'm playing well my senior year in the Notre Dame calls and you know being from Indiana you're like man like Notre Dame and like it's it's you know it's crazy right and so the way that it kind of ended up going was, you know, they had a couple quarterbacks there uh, at Notre Dame that we all go. I think that they were actually playing Navy when we went. I can't remember. Real cold day. But uh, I go there and I, I meet some of these other guys that are there. And there's this kid named Brandon Wimbush who was on his official visit to Notre Dame. And so I meet Brandon. I talk to Brandon, kind of, you know, feel him out on, like, what's going on with his deal. Well, he ends up committing to Notre Dame. And obviously, like I said, he was committed to, uh, to Penn State before that. Um so I end up uh, you know I'm walking out after the game. Obviously I'm not going to their name anymore. Or, or yeah, I never had an offer to go to their name. It was kind of just a visit. And so um I'm walking out and Ricky Ronnie calls me and yeah, you know, I didn't answer it, I didn't know it was him. And he leaves my voice well, hey, you know, the quarterback's coach Penn State. And I'm like, okay, like I kind of you know see the the writing on the wall here, like I I I realize what had happened. So I kind of give Penn State the cold shoulder, like not really giving them the time time of day at first, but they uh, obviously great recruiting staff. Um, you know they 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 pushed very hard. End up, Coach Ronnie ends up coming to watch me play. I want to say like maybe a week or two later, uh, and then they offered me. So man, it was like it was like okay, well, you know all this time like I said I'm committed to Indiana. Um, it was like okay, well you know this is an option I didn't have before when I made my decision to commit to Indiana. So I would be doing myself a uh, you know the service not not at least going to see the place, not at least checking it out right. So, but all this being said, we're at the back end of my senior year. Like, I didn't want to be a distraction to my teammates. Um, So, the same day that they offered me, it was a Saturday. And that was the same day that we had our, like, selection show, I guess you could say, for our playoffs in Indiana. And uh, we got a first-round bye, which has never happened. Like, we've never had a first-round bye before. Uh, And it's all, like, it's not based off performance. It's all, like, drawn out of the hat, right? So, we get lucky we get the first-round bye. So, All right. Well, you know, I've got a weekend to to go see the place now. Uh, let's see if they have a home game, and it's the whiteout against Ohio State. So, um, it's a good one know, to go
1: to. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It was it was incredible. It was electric. So, um, that was the year that Ohio State actually won the national championship, and so that was you know we took them to overtime. It was a great game. Um, you know, it was awesome. I obviously I went, showed up. I, I fell in love with the place, and I uh, felt like that was the best place best place for me. So.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that was a question I was just going to actually ask you, Tommy, like when you look back now, do you feel like that was the right choice for you and kind of kind of give us a, you know, what were you thinking when you finally got to Penn State? What were the expectations you had for yourself? And what were the expectations that James Franklin and company had for you?
0: Yeah, so I, I really do. I really do feel like Penn State was the best place for me. Um, yeah, you know, I love the place. Still do. Still love the place. It was. It was an amazing place to go to school. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I've made connections that that will last forever. Um, and so I'm, I'm definitely. I don't regret going to Penn State in any way. Like I'm still on Penn State. I'm still. I'm wearing like a Penn State, Penn State hoodie right now. So like <laughs> I, felt, I, I still. I still love Penn State, man. It was. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome
1: for me. Um, but hang on a you second, know, Tommy. Did they did they send you that, or is that like former year? Yeah, it's an old one. It's an old one. All right. One. I was yeah. gonna say because all I have is old stuff. They don't send me anything new yeah. anymore. Yeah. So. No, they're
0: not. They're so, not sending right. me anything. They're okay. Good. All right. <laughs> so, um, as far as expectations, you know, I I knew that in in a sense it was kind of. I don't necessarily want to say a rebuild. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be a part of, you know, the team that kind of brought Penn State back. Right. And so that was, that was kind of the message for Franklin. And, um, I could kind of see like the guys that were already there, cause I was a part of Franklin's like first full recruiting class. Right. So, you know, I knew that we had some really talented players in, in my class. Um, and then the guys that were already there were obviously very talented as well. So, um, yeah, I was like, man, I think that like, you know, I'm, I don't know anything as far as, um, you know, evaluating college roster talent, but from my point of, from my point of view, I think we've got some really, really talented young guys here. And so, um, you know, obviously, you know, I, I showed up wanting to be the starting quarterback at Penn State, and I was, you know, if I would say my expectations were different, you know, I'd be lying. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like as as everybody that has played the game, I mean, all you want is a role. You know, you want a role on the team. And so that's eventually what became uh, my job is as, as, as a role player, you know, so, and, you know, when I, would I have wanted to be the starter? Absolutely. But, you know, I, I'm very thankful for uh, even having a role on a team full of talented players, man. I mean, we were, we were loaded at, at every position. I want to say, I mean, guys, countless guys that, are, that were on that roster in the NFL now and um, you know, man, it was very, just still very thankful for, for my college experience. I mean, if you'd have told me at ten years old that I was going to go play Big Ten football and you know actually play, not just be on the team, actually play and you know be able to score touchdowns and stuff like that, I would have you know probably wouldn't have believed it. If you'd have told me that as a sophomore, I probably wouldn't have believed it. So um, yeah, it's just like I said, man, incredibly thankful for my time there.
2: Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestro's has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters, plus hair gels and pomades. It's one brand for every man. Visit maestrosclassic.com. That's M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S Classic.com, And use our promo code paydert 15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Maestro's Classic. Crafting a better you.
1: Now you mentioned being a role player, man, and it's it's guys like you why teams are so successful, and it's, it's guys like you why you know teams win games because you know people embrace their roles. We talk about that a lot, you know, on this show, and that's again that's what makes teams great. But we see the the kind of the position that you were used in at Penn State, we do see the lot in college football now. Those wildcat packages, those goal line short yardage packages, and it's almost for me, it's like you almost know what's coming. You know what to expect because nine times out of 10, you're never giving you never giving this guy an opportunity to throw the football, yep. but you know, fast forward, you transfer to Mississippi state with Joe Moorhead, who I think is one of the best offensive minds. Penn state has had Absolutely. an offensive coordinator. You complete over 60% of your passes, 11 touchdowns. You see what a guy like Will Levis is doing now at Kentucky. And he was using a similar role you know, uh, like you were at Penn State, but like I, I guess this question just applies to, you know, uh, all teams throughout the country. Do you think they use those big athletic quarterbacks? I mean, like yourself, who can you know run the ball really well? Do you think they just use them as that, and they're using them in the wrong way? Because I think they can get more, you know, out of those guys. Those guys have you know the capability of really pushing the football down the field, but it's just like they they label them as big, strong, athletic guys who we're just going to put in the game to, to run the ball. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I
0: mean, I think that we could have done more, um, and this is just speaking on on my experience. I mean, there were, there were a couple games where you know my biggest problem, I guess, that I have looking back was um, we didn't really use use the stuff with me against uh, the big dogs. You know, what I mean, I, I didn't really didn't really play against Ohio State, didn't play against Michigan, so it was kind of just like you know we're we're putting stuff on film for these guys to see, and then we didn't really do it, and so. Um, you know, I, my so it would have been my junior season. So Trace's last year, I guess my last year at Penn State as well. Um, we we started to, like I played against all those guys, and we kind of did it. But like yeah, you know how games go. Sometimes sometimes those opportunities just don't come up. You know, and uh, that's that's my biggest. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say complaint. I mean, I, it was it was never about me. You know, it was never about making Tommy happy, and that's that's not, I wouldn't have wanted to be like that, but. Um, obviously, me being competitive, wanting to yeah. take part in the game and, and, and have an impact on the game. Um, that, those are the things that I I guess wish would have been different. Um, but as, you know, back to your question, I think that there's um, you know an unlimited amount of, of of things that you can do with with guys like myself, guys like Will, um, that you know, obviously put defenses in in kind of a bind. You know what I mean? Like. You know, when I would come into the games, it was almost like a zero-fest. So, like, the people that do zero, it's like, you know, that's that's an all-out blitz. And, yep. and so, like, it's not that, that I could not throw the ball, you know what I mean? So, I wish we would have done some things more. I mean, I'm trying to think of all the plays that we did run that were passes. The only one that comes to mind right now is is the one that we were playing at IU, and it was uh, – I threw it to, uh, to Pat Fryer, up the sideline. And it was, I mean, it was wide open because they went zero. <laughs> so <laughs> – uh, and Pat's obviously pretty good as you guys know so mm-hmm. um know, yeah, i wish i wish we would have done more things like that but i mean all in all man i felt like i had a lot of success um at penn state given the things that we did with me um so maybe i maybe i'm a little greedy saying i wish i would have had more but um you know i i, I just i wish we would have had more opportunities to do it against uh, the big guys especially in the years that you know that we went to Ohio State and we, and we lost, you know, in the, in the last minutes of the game and um, things like that.
1: So, Did it get to a point for you, you know, I guess, Taurus, because look, you played four years at Penn State, right? I mean, a lot, of, a lot of student athletes out there would love to have that opportunity. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Did it, get, uh, did it get to a point for you where it was like, all right, I think I'm capable of doing more and I need to go after that? Was that more of the reason why you made the decision to play your play your last year at Mississippi State, or was it was it the Joe Moorhead effect? Did, were you thinking to yourself, I want to go have the opportunity to play for you know Joe Moorhead again and and really have him teach me you know become a better quarterback, or you know again was it like All right, I I want I want to be the top dog?
0: Yeah, so I love I love Joe. Joe's like a second father to me. Um, I, I really credit Joe for basically teaching me how to play the position because like I said earlier, like. I didn't really start playing quarterback till my junior year as a starter. I you mean, know I mean, like I didn't I didn't know how to play the position. And so Joe really, really helped develop me. You know, my biggest jump as a player was was probably you know, my true freshman year when I redshirted um to that first season with with uh with Joe Moorhead, which you know, we won the big ten. So, you know, it was he's he's helped me tremendously but as far as like wanting to play for him that that didn't really go into my decision of leaving um you know i'm glad he was on the other side of it but i didn't i didn't know that at the time you know when i went into uh was yeah the portal yeah okay so i couldn't because because i started to look the year before actually really Uh, yeah yeah so i i there was no portal then Mm. so what we had to do was basically because you know my my thought process was look i'm I'm good enough to, to be a starter yep. um, somewhere. That was, that was how I felt about myself. You know, I can play somewhere and uh, you know, it was not a, any, any way slight to, to trace in any way um, because obviously, I mean, he wouldn't be holding, you know, every record as, as a passer at Penn state without being a tremendous player, you know, and I've got nothing but love for, for trace and, and the things that he was able to do, but.
1: It's how about you. It's how you feel about yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It was
0: more, it was more about me and, and you know, I felt like I could, I could really do the same thing somewhere else. I guess so. Um, you know, when I looked into it, I was like, okay, like I could go be a starter somewhere and um, have two years of eligibility to do it, right? So, like I said, this is before the portal, so we would have to, like, I, I, I used my my uh, my high school coach kind of like as as a middleman, right? So he would reach out to, uh, let say, you know, this college, right? Whatever whatever school it may have been. And basically find out if they were interested or not. So if let's say they were interested, I would then have to go to the people upstairs at Penn State. Obviously, I had to, I had to tell it was but nothing behind their back. I mean, they knew exactly what I was doing. um So then I would t- have to tell them. They'd have to go through compliance and get it cleared. It was kind of like a long, drawn out process, right? um So like if if you know the school wanted to talk to me, it would take like two or three days before I could actually talk to them. So kind of an annoying deal. And then you know, the portal comes around makes it a lot easier, but um we'll get into that in a minute but uh obviously I ended up deciding to stay at Penn State that year um and then when it came back around the next year I was like okay like you know I think I'm going to be the starter here that's it you know I I, I feel good enough but I had just had foot surgery because uh, I played I played the entire so I broke my foot like literally when I decided to come back to Penn State and stay maybe a week later I break my foot and uh and winter workouts <laughs> so it was like oh what a what a, what a welcome back right so It was a, it's like, let's say, let's say this is your foot, right? It's like the fifth metatarsal. So this, this bone right here, it's like the most common foot break, right? So I break that, uh, literally simply just running like a cone drill, just, you know, running plant and go the other way. And I break that bone. So had surgery the next day. It was crazy too, man. We had, we had like four of them that spring. So it was, I mean, it was nuts. Four guys did it. We get back for camp. And uh, fully healthy, had the surgery, like I said, was, was, was back to normal and, and, and ready to go. And I break, I break it again, I want to say, like two weeks before the opener. And so I, bre- I refracture. So it's like, man, like, okay, what are we going to do, right? So I can either have the surgery again right now or I can wait it out, see what happens, see if it you know, kind of goes back on its own. So that's what we decided to do because I knew if I had surgery, I was going to miss at least half the year. Um, so I was like, all right, well, we'll write it out, see what happens. So I get back for the Ohio State game, and was that was I want to say week four, I think week four, week five, can't remember, but was ready to play for that one. Uh, played in that game, and then we had, I think we had a bye before we played Michigan State that week, I think, and so we're in bye week practice, and uh, like I, I was having no issues with the foot at this point and just another simple you know plant and i i don't it was already it was it was never fully healed but i think that it was kind of starting to kind of piece together i guess and then i kind of in in my opinion it felt like i refractured again in in that bi-week practice so then i was like man like and and from there it kind of just got worse 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 and there at the end of the year, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna have the the surgery. I mean, it, it was gonna be an extensive surgery now that I've just continued to do so much damage to it throughout the season. And um, you know, this was my decision at the end of the day too. Like, it wasn't like they were like, oh, you know, you gotta play. Like, I was like, no, like I, I can deal with the pain. Like, I can play. Like, and then we'll deal with it after the season. So, I uh, had the surgery, get back for spring ball, but I'm kind of limited, right? And this is the year that I'm supposed to be the starter. You know, there's no more Trace. It's just me and Cliff kind of duking it out for the job, but. I wasn't taking team reps, wasn't taking any team reps. I think all I got was Skelly, right? So, that was, that was all that I was going to do. And so, we get to the point where um, spring ball's over. I don't play in the spring game. I mean, obviously, these things weren't really worth it. And I don't know if I, obviously, I'd love to the right. field beating, but there's scrimmages. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt the weary on their end as well. Like, yeah, this dude's, you know, refractured like three times. Like, we're not going to do anything to risk it. So, um, you know, we get to that point where it was like, okay, like we're going into summer. And for me, like, you know, I had been there for this was going on my fifth year and it's going to be my redshirt senior year. I figured they, uh, they knew exactly what I brought to the table. It, it um, they had seen enough from me. It wasn't like I was going to take some kind of crazy jump forward or jump back. Um you know, and I felt like I was healthy at that point as well. So I was, I was, I was fully cleared. I got cleared, uh, like a week before the spring game, but we just decided not to, not to do it. Right. And, uh, it was like, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't feel like they had enough information, I guess, to, to name me the starter at that point. Right. And so I felt like, you know, I, I had done enough. And, and even with all the time that I'd missed, Cliff was able to get a lot of reps, obviously. Right. And so, you know, they're kind of like, okay, well, we want you to, uh, to come in the summer and compete, which never, ever been an issue. Like, I love the whole aspect of competing and everything. It's, it was one of our core values at Penn State. Um, you know, it's my, my whole life has kind of been built up on, on competition, right? And it was never a, an issue with competing, but it was more of, you know, I felt like I had done enough at that point, right? And I kind of wanted some sort of security blanket to come back to, I mean, Obviously, I, I chose to stay at Penn State when I could have left, and yeah, you know, I just didn't feel like they were ready to do that for me. And so, um, you know, at that point in time, I was like, "Man, like maybe, maybe these guys don't believe in me." You know, that was kind of that was kind of where I was at the time. Like maybe they don't believe in me as a starter. Maybe I just and and that kind of led me to uh, to pack up and, and go find a new place. And so, luckily, I didn't know it at the time, but luckily, Joe Moorhead uh, was in the market for another quarterback, and, and it worked out that way. But um, I didn't. I didn't go into the portal expecting Jomo to uh, to take me because I mean I didn't know. I didn't know if he would do it just because it was you know, so close to home. Or, um, I didn't know how he would feel about you know me going from Penn State there. I mean I just didn't know. And so, but I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that he was on the other side because you know I obviously uh, care a lot about the man, and uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that he was able to uh, to 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 get me there.
2: Are you a fan of rivalries? Are you a fan of smack talk? Do you like to stand out from the crowd at tailgates? If so, head over to smack apparel and check out what their team is geared up for this football season. Their let there be white tea is the perfect game for those famous whiteout games at Beaver Stadium or get straight to the point with the worst tea for all the Ohio State haters out there. Smack apparel makes the gear that'll have everyone asking where you got it. They have the must-have tees for all your teams, including pro football, baseball, basketball. Every fan is covered. Head over to their website, smackapparel.com, and use the promo code paydirt at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's smackapparel.com, promo code paydirt at checkout. Why wear boring when you can wear smack? As we're winding down here, Tommy, I, I said it before, Penn State fans have asked what if for a number of things. Joe Moorhead, what if he had stayed at Penn State? And that's been an issue that James Franklin has attempted to address in terms of his new contract, getting more money uh, put into the program in terms of he's expressed wanting to keep coordinators in place. He's got Mike Yurcich as the OC right now. Manny Diaz just came in. Brent Pry just left. So it's been a little fluctuation there. So it's what if Joe Moorhead had stayed and it didn't turn into Ricky Ronnie and then Kirk Soraka at offensive coordinator? What if Tommy Stevens had not, you know, sustained injuries and then transferred. What if Will Levis had transferred? When you hear this line of thought, what's your take on that? There, there tends to be this narrative that James Franklin likes the smaller quarterback who's not necessarily running a 4-4 or maybe a 4-6, something like that, is a quote-unquote dual-threat quarterback and doesn't necessarily know what to do with a guy of your ability. What do you think about that?
0: no i uh, I guess I've never really thought about that honestly I, I, I've never really you know pieced that part together um, you know i've always I, I necessarily like i don't i don't think that i mean you know how it is. i think I think the coaches are gonna you know try to play the best guy regardless of you know, course they're gonna, what, they're gonna they're gonna do what they can to uh, what they think is best for the team and uh, who's gonna win the most games but you know i don't I don't know a whole lot about the depth at, at Penn state now um obviously i still know cliff but i was never around the other guys that were there and um but yeah me and me and will share a lot of uh, similarities i actually I was, I was talking to will not too long ago uh, me and will were actually pretty close and will kind of like you said took over that role once i had left and um obviously had a lot of success at kentucky now and very very happy for him i mean the dude's a he's a beast he is he is a he is a savage man he's he's awesome the mayonnaise in the
2: coffee is still super weird but yeah we'll overlook that
0: (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not into that that's for sure i don't know i don't know what his thing is with that but um yeah will's he's an interest like like to speak on that like one of will's first uh i think it was his first semester was when it it wasn't like the stuff is new for will like I, i watched will eat a big mac and i'm talking like start to finish like 10 15 seconds gone <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable dude so he's he's, he's an animal right <laughs> so this dude he he showed up and like broke most of my like all the strength records that i had at penn state he he did it once i was gone but obviously i'm still upset about it and, um man I'm, I'm 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 very happy for him but back to your question it's like you know, I don't know. I, I it's 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 definitely something that I guess you you could see. Um but as far as I wouldn't say that he's ever done anything that was like, Okay, well I'm not gonna play a guy that's that's you know above this height, right? Sure, so, and you talked about
2: yeah. you were injured, Clifford's getting more reps. Naturally one person's gonna progress ahead of the other. So I understand sure. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, he wanted to do that and I, I didn't think that it was ever it was ever that but you know at the same time like I felt like even all the way back to to the camp where me and Trace were competing for the job I felt like I did enough then to win the job um and I mean what am I going to say you made the wrong decision like no <laughs> and Trace obviously killed it right and so just being a competitor I mean, that was what I how I felt then and yeah, I still feel that way I still feel that way I still felt like I I had beat him out but I mean Again, I'm not going to say he made the wrong decision by any means. We tried to kill it, right? So of course. Uh, <laughs>
1: well, real quick, guys. Real quick, with that, and again, that's something that we've talked about before, you know, on this show. And you know, how much, like, I guess, how much input then does James actually have compared to his offensive coordinators when it comes right. to making those decisions, or when it comes to game planning, or or play calls in general?
0: Yep, that was what I was about to go into actually. So the way that it was always explained to me was that it was the coordinator's decision that was that was kind of how it was you know he, he made it seem like and i definitely know that from uh, the play calling standpoint because you know, i'm always on the headset it, it was the way coach franklin likes to do it is you know he lets his defensive coordinator be the head coach of the defense offense coordinator be the head coach of the offense right so um i mean who knows who knows if if uh I mean only the people only the coaching staff will know what went into the decision. I'm sure everybody had had input on the decision of who the starting quarterback was going to be. Um but you know it was that was that was the way that they went and again man I I, I don't want to come off as um like I'm 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 hating that they made the wrong that or that they made a wrong decision.
2: No, um, no, circumstances you know I mean? like just piled up yeah. it sounds like.
0: Yeah, yeah and I yeah it's I felt good enough about myself, I guess. You know, I was always confident in my abilities to feel like, you know, I could do these things too. And so that was, that was kind of where I was. And man, again, just kind of back, you know, come back full circle with, with just being a part of those teams, man, it was, um, you know, I found ways to use me and, um, just, I'm uh, thankful. I man, they would, they would, they would take Mike Musicky off the field for me to get in. You know, what I mean, they would. It was they would wild. Take- I remember yeah. that. It was wild. You know? like, it's, it's so, like, and I lived, I lived with Mike. It's really? So, oh yeah, yeah. So Mike would be like, hey, like "Man, you're stealing my touchdown, just steal my touchdown." <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: you
0: know, but he was always, he was always good about it. man. But he man,
1: was, you, you were right, man, because you're still playing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. You played yeah. at Penn State. You played at Mississippi State. You had a shot in the NFL. You're in the yep. CFL now, man, and that's the dream, and that's the goal: is to keep playing, dude. So play for as long as you can, absolutely. Regardless of where it is, man, keep keep grinding, and keep working, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and I, I really appreciate that. It's it's been you know, everybody's got a story, right? That's kind of what I said in the very beginning, and um, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't change mine in any way. I mean, it's, yeah, I've, I've, I've come a long way, <laughs> especially, you know, like I said, from, from starting really playing the position my junior year to to where I am now. And, um, I'm just thankful, man. I'm thankful for, for all that. I, I, I couldn't have, have even dreamed this, you know what I mean? I, 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 the story never goes exactly how you think it's going to go, but um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful to, to be able to uh, say that I'm you know Penn state alum and uh, be able to sit here and talk to you, too. Like, it's been it's been awesome. I'm very, I'm very thankful for all of it.
2: We appreciate you coming on so much, Tommy. Uh, best of luck to everything going on this season with the Calgary Stampeders. For all our fans, bother to watch the CFL. It is fun. It is good. Uh, CFL is available on ESPN and ESPN Plus. And then I'm the one who's turned on notifications on like the score app and such. So I'm an absolute junkie for it. But seriously, Tommy, best of luck the rest of the season. Thanks for coming on.
0: Appreciate it. Thanks for having
2: me. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back on ESPN State College next Thursday, again from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. If you want to check out the podcast version of this show presented by the Believe Network, this episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter at ESPN Radio 1037, at QB 11 and at Tom Hannafin. Pater is presented by Bed Online and by Funk Brewing. Thanks again, everyone, and join us next week for more
0: Pater. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E
2: A V on YouTube.